you, 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 you are about to experience Vegas bad boys of podcasting. Fortunately, you are about to hear lots of opinions, but uh, rarely any facts. Impersonations might occur, but uh, good luck trying to figure them out. This program is not intended for kids or the easily offended. Listener discretion is advised. You have been warned. You press play. It's too late to stop. Get ready to podcast. Hey there, and welcome to another edition of Vegas Bad Boys of Podcasting. I'm your host, DJ Impact. I got the Vegas Bad Boys, Matt Michael, Simon Street, Sin City Steve. We're happy to be here, and this is Three Count. We got three good topics for you. But first, if you happen to be online and we do see you there, make sure you throw your comments in there as you see fit. YouTube Live, uh, YouTube Live, Twitch Live, or Facebook Live. Make sure you just throw it in there. We would love to hear your comments for the topics. All right. Um, with that, let's get right into it. It's time. <laughs> Biggest bad boys of podcasting present. One, two. Count talk. Count talk, baby. Here is our first count. And it is titled CM Punk. AEW return is being planned. This is from TJRWrestling.net. So it reads here that, um, you know, that there's a big update on CM Punk potentially returning to AEW very soon with Fightful returning. That Punk has told the company, quote, repeatedly, end quote, that he wants to come back. Now, it is believed that Punk has healed from the torn triceps injury since it requires about eight months of rehab. But what hasn't been known is if AEW wants Punk back. Now, in an update on Fightful Select today, Sean Ross Sapp reports that after yesterday's report, the wheels were already in motion for Punk's return. Now, AEW has already announced the Trust Arena in Chicago will host the June 21st episode on a- of AEW Dynamite, which is considered, quote, a date to look out for, end quote, regarding for Punk's return. Now, Fightful added that the working plan is for Punk to return there or at some point close to it. Now, there's been some ideas pitched about announcing Punk's AEW return well ahead of time rather than making it a surprise. As for future rivalries in AEW, Fightful reports that Punk was hoping to work with Omega and the Young Bucks, although it's not known if there has been contacts between them. Meanwhile, Omega and the Young Bucks are negotiating new contracts with AEW as well. Now, in addition to that, Fightful adds that, quote, there was also meeting planned between CM Punk and Chris Jericho, end quote. Now, Jericho is a locker room leader in AEW, somebody that was outspoken about Punk after the fight, but time heals all wounds in some cases. So regarding AEW new Saturday show, AEW wrestlers have heard about the show starting, although they haven't heard as much about Punk's return to the company. It is reiterated by Fightful that things can always change, especially in this case, considering all the twists and turns that have happened regarding Punk possibly returning to AEW, possibly being let go from the contract and so on. And of course, Dax Harwood is one of CM Punk's best friends in AEW, and he made it clear recently that Punk wants to get back uh, to wrestling. All right, Sin City Steve, this was your article here. Uh, CM Punk, huh? I, I guess we we're gonna do it again. We're gonna try it again, huh? 
So, I mean, here's the thing is, I guess they're going to try to make this work. Um, I guess, like I said, um, I, I'm very leery of, of all of this stuff. Now, obviously, the, the wrinkle that was just kind of glossed over in that article was that AEW will have a new two-hour show on Saturday nights. Um, it's being reported by numerous sources. Yeah, Matt Michaels, there you go. Two more hours of wrestling for you to not watch. <laughs> so, anyway, um, or or I guess Simon Street could watch it and get his in for the week if he didn't feel like watching it on Wednesday. That but, is true, uh, but Matt Michaels will watch and complain. That, you know, I would expect nothing less. But that's <laughs> what he does so well. That's why we love him. Um, anyway, I guess they're looking at it like as if you could put Jericho and the Bucks and Omega on one show and Punk on another. I really hope that they're not doing this sort of a, of a split of the roster because if they do, it's fucking childish that it has to come to this. But, you know, it is what it is. We've been talking about how um, the inmates can run the asylum uh, over there, down there, wherever they are. And uh, it seems that, yeah, it looks like as if this definitely could be the case. Um, I, I can say this, and I'll say the quiet part out loud. When CM Punk was involved with AEW, the AEW TV product was a whole hell of a lot better. That's something that a lot of people don't want to admit, but I have to admit it because it's a fact. Okay. Um. <laughs> that's funny. See, that's why you gotta watch the live uh, uh, video because <laughs> all this face expressions that be going on is it's quite funny. Um, let me go to you, uh, Sin City. So we want to bring Punk back. <laughs> I mean, I'm sorry. I was looking at I was looking at Simon Street, but it says Sin City. So that means that I am uh, getting older. <laughs> I'm becoming, I'm becoming Keith Lee very quickly. He I, must have joined AEW. You know that you age a lot quicker unless you're already old when you enter in. Then it's almost like M. Shyamalan movie. What was that movie where they were on the beach and they all started dying except oh, really the old people? It was actually called know. Old, I think. I think it was called. Anyway, look. Um, it was called Sting. <laughs> <laughs> Simon Street, man. Simon, Simon. Okay, look. Um, yeah, so uh, we look like they want to bring Punk back here, and uh, uh, I don't know. So, you think this would be a good look for AEW? And, and versus, look, he went out horribly in a in a in a in a bad light. Uh, all the stuff that went down, of course, after the pay per view. Can we just forget about that? And, and what does that say if something like that happens? What if someone else decides to? go rogue like that i mean is that just going to be okay in 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 the company i mean what type of punishment if i mean there were people that were fired and let go because of that and yet we're just giving him the red carpet i mean what's your take man well if i may say hyperbole because you called me sin city um <laughs> i corrected that <laughs> no but uh, you know, my take on that to answer that quite bluntly is okay, because he's CM Punk. Okay, because he's CM Punk. You wouldn't see him punk, you'd have been fired. 
it is what it is. Call it unfair. Call it mismanaged. Whatever you want. It doesn't matter if you're in the WWE, AEW, Impact Wrestling, ROH when it was a product. Anything. If you are a draw, there is some grace and leadway that will be given on to you. Now, with that being said, I'm wondering if I could be a fly on the wall or a bag of white stuff inside of the board meeting of AEW, I would suffice to say that they looked at the ROI report and wanted to know $3 million contract, and you're probably not substantiated, paying people like Moxley maybe $2 million, MJF $1 million. I'm pretty sure you want to make a good on your return. Hell yeah, we're going to bring CM Punk back. And as Sin City did say, business was maybe not booming, but it was definitely had a light fuse and ready to go kaboom on dynamite. Better. So at the end of the day, yes, let's make it work. Because, you know, the one thing I can always count on with wrestling, it's a family. And you know what? When it's family, you work through it. Okay. I got you. I got you. Um Matt Michael, so in the report, it, it mentioned, um, it talked about the idea of the Ren Trust Arena in Chicago will host this June 21st episode of Dynamite. Um, and I guess it's called something, a date to look out for or something to that, to that effect. But it also said that there has also been ideas pitched about announcing Punk's AW return well ahead of time rather than making it a surprise. Can one say maybe finally... Tony Khan is doing something right in that manner. I know we used to kind of say, hey, if you're going to have somebody this big come back, why not promote it so you could get people to watch the show versus is it a surprise and they find out afterwards? Would you be willing to say, okay, finally, yes, he's doing that right, but maybe you still don't even agree that Punk should even be back, period. So let's just, uh, let's just say what it is, and that is what John just said. Another AEW event in Chicago? Shocker. <laughs> like, oh, let's bring him back in Chicago because what the fuck? You know, that's that's the only place he draws is Chicago, apparently. And that's why Tony only runs Chicago is because of CM Punk. Yeah. Dude, you have Wembley Stadium and we're going to wait for Chicago. He's a fucking moron. Fuck Tony Khan. Fuck that company for just letting him fucking ruin shit. Let him fucking bring back CM Punk. As uh, John said, Sun City used to love Punk. Hey, man, no one's perfect. (laughs) No, but Sun City was not a good thing, Steve. Look it up on the internet. That's horrible. (laughs) So, Matt Michaels, which would you prefer? More Sting for three years or CM Punk for the remaining duration of his contract? So let's put it this way. Sting in the dressing room influences and helps the younger people. Punk in the dressing room influences and helps himself. Mm. That's it. Very simple. Punk's in it for one fucking thing, himself. He's fucking running out of exposure, so he wants to get his ass back in it and finish off this contract so that he can possibly roll into a bigger contract. And then he can fucking pull another dick move and sit out for another 10 months and be collecting money. It's just the dude, again, seven years on his ass. Oh, I love the business so much. (laughs) I really, really love wrestling. Well, why didn't you fucking wrestle? Because no one wanted to pay you your fucking salary that you demand. 
So fuck him. I, I, I you know, and you know, it's going to fucking rub the guys wrong, especially if Steve is right. And all of a sudden now we have to put, you know, X amount of guys over here on punk show and the elite show gets these guys. It's like, it's, it's <laughs> the WWE does a draft. But it's yep. all just hyperbole and just fucking storyline. Here, it would have to be real to make sure that everyone who gets along with each other is on the same fucking show. So, what the fuck? Fuck Tony so, Khan. Bring so in I've, Chad. Bring in his fucking dad to run this goddamn company. Uh, <laughs> I, um, I'm calling right now for Vegas Bad Boys, Simon Street. I vote that Hangman goes to the punk show. That would I would start watching that show immediately. Just saying. No, Hangman's going on the same show as yeah. Moxley because they got to keep doing that match for another 50 years. <laughs> Put them both on there. Nice. There you go. Ugh. Beef is always better when it's real. Water and air, fellas. Water and air. Breathe. Drink water. There you go. Easy. There you go. See? Good job, fellas. All right. So, hold on. When it goes to this nostril, do I breathe in a lot deeper? <laughs> Let's go over to watch out all that blood. <laughs> Let's go over to count two. And this one is titled, quote, Sami Zayn and KO are dropping the titles. End quote. Fans react to WWE making major change to upcoming event. This is from sportskeeda.com. And what it reads is this. Wrestling fans believe that Sami Zayn and Kevin Owens could be losing their undisputed tag team title after the WWE's recent announcement. Now, it has recently been revealed that the Night of Champions would take place in Jeddah, Saudi Arabia, on May 27th. The premium live event was originally called King and Queen of the Ring, but it has undergone a name change, and every championship has to be defended at the Night of Champions. Now, since Zayn and Owens don't compete in events held in the country, it means they could lose their undisputed WWE tag titles. Now, wrestling fans have taken to social media to react this announcement, and some believe that Kevin Owens and Sami Zayn's run could be over. Now, of course, there are just a, a few of these uh, that says, um, uh, like some guy on Twitter, Jay, said, Sami Zayn and KO are dropping the titles fast as hell. Um Another guy on Twitter named Excondom. Are all the title going to be defended? If so, does that mean Sami Zayn is losing the tag team championship? Can, can we just stop at the fact that the guy uses the handle Excondom? That's fucking brilliant. <laughs> Was he a bunkmate to Condom Dominic? That's a real name? Some, somebody actually used that shit in real life? Awesome. That's great. I hope he has a teardrop tattoo, too. <laughs> he, he probably really does, and we're talking shit. He's gonna like come find out where we live and it. fucking shit. Well, how about shit. this? Uh, this this name here. This is uh, uh someone's name. Quote the tri the tribal chief Cody. <laughs> that don't and even he, sound right. And then he put at WWE. So Ke Kevin Owens and Sami Zayn will lose the tag titles before this show due to Zayn not being allowed in Saudi. Oh boy. All right. Let's go right over it. Just keeps going with comments and comments. But Matt Michaels, this was your uh, uh, article here. So fans are already, you know, doing the writing and they see everything on the wall and they saying, "Hey, Sami Zayn and K are going to lose these titles because, hey, you know, they don't go to to the country. And um, why do we give them the titles if they're going to 
lose him so fast? I mean, do you agree with what these fans coming up with, or uh, do you think they're ass clowns? Uh, well, uh, I, I don't know if they're ass clowns. Um, they're they're probably ass something, but uh, <laughs> okay. um, so let's let's look at it this way. First off, uh, Sammy and KO that's their choice not to go over. Okay, yeah. um, so it's not like they don't allow Sammy into the country. He right does not go. He boycotts it because of the the you know the, absolutely. The and and so does KO because he supports his friend. That's right. Now the reason this got steam is because we get the announcement on Friday that in two weeks the main event of night one at WrestleMania is going to happen again. And that pretty much shows that on that night on SmackDown, we're going to see Kevin and Sammy not only lose the titles, but probably get taken out so that their story to keep them on why they're not in Saudi. Right. Right. And then when they come back, most likely I would assume you're going to see a flip of the belts again. It's props people. They're (laughs) props. These, these are not real things. Um, And it's funny because this is night of champions. One of the things I noticed on AEW that actually stood out to me that kind of pisses me off is that i think it's about 75 percent of the matches on either dynamite or rampage are title matches they have so many fucking titles that almost every single fucking show is a night of champions which means that those belts don't mean anything right they're props but here all of a sudden it's like oh god they just got the belts now they have to lose them it's like it's morals people right take the fucking props off of them give them a story and then come back and have them win it back or chase them or whatever it's it's story you know it's real life too that's impacting this so the more important thing is, is that how about just you know just ignoring it like ignoring in terms of just don't allow the match to even take place. And, and listen, yeah, people call it out like, hey, I thought it was supposed to be every every well, match, but they didn't do that. Well, so what? I mean, so what? You'll get over it, and at least you don't, you don't have to worry about changing the storyline or doing anything. It's because just, someone's going to get beheaded if they do that. <laughs> well, that is a possibility. <laughs> All right. Let me go over to uh, – let me go to you, uh, um, Sim, uh, no, Sin City. Let's do it. Um yeah, what is your take on this hearing fans? They've now figured out that, boy, they're about to lose it. They just got it. Now they're about to lose it. And, you know, here we go. They're having a hissy fit. What's your take on this? Come on, man. When was the last time that a Saudi Arabia pay-per-view has been historically canon in WWE? Realistically. Mm-hmm. What, the the greatest Royal Rumble? that that's probably the one and not even that you know uh lest we forget braun Strowman won that so it's true exactly (laughs) but legitimately like ricochet's partner yes yes you mean beef stroganoff beef stroganoff yes okay um but no in, in all seriousness though like everybody's just jumping to conclusions that they don't need to that they don't need to even overthink this shit 
They're not going to drop the titles before Night of Champions, May 27th, which just so happens to be, you know, straight up counter-programming against, uh, you know, the other brand. But nonetheless, um, <laughs> yeah. Now, I, I, I find it interesting that this caused such an uproar in the WWE fandom and the WWE universe. I mean, like you said, Impact, they don't need to stipulate that every title is on the line. That's that's a tagline, yes, but they don't need to use it with this pay-per-view. They can just call this thing Night of Champions because ultimately they're wanting Roman to get one final defense so that he cements his thousand days. Um, because right. the this pay-per-view is right at the right at the thousand day mark. Yeah. So that's the only thing that I could figure is they're gonna put somebody up there against him. Um, you know somebody that they view as being a credible threat that's not going to beat him for the title. Um, and yeah, it, it is what it is. There's no need to even figure that those titles will be defended at that show because right. it's not going to happen. Fucking the, deal with it. The Saudi King probably was like, Oh, King of the ring. Well, you got to make me the King of the ring. Exactly. I'm already <laughs> the King of the ring. Yeah. So, you know, right. Uh, Cyber Street. So let's just say, like, hypothetically, right? So the fans are right, and uh, they have, you know, they drop the titles quickly and, and blah, blah, blah. Does that matter? Does that mean anything? So what if, 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 if that actually happens that way? Why, why would that, why would such that be a big deal to the WWE universe for those that care within the universe about this actually happening? No. Shit, I don't know. I mean, I mean, have you ever woken up one morning and you went to go grab your favorite bowl of cereal and found out one of your kids ate it? Or maybe you found your favorite cereal, you pour it in your bowl, you go in the refrigerator and find that there's no milk. Or maybe you find out and you go in your car and you forgot your phone, but hey, you're right around the corner from your job. I mean, shitty shit happens to a lot of people. And sometimes you hold on to those small things that are not gonna make your life any better. I don't know. Maybe that's possibly what's happening right now is a lot of people are just got their panties in a bunch for nothing. The biggest question is what would be fun is who's going to take these belts off of these boys ain't going to Saudi Arabia. I think you should have looked further down on those tweets because I think one of them was idiots are us where they said, hey, just want to let you know, hey, you know what? Lloyd Christmas and Harry Dunn are going to take those belt off of those boys. Knights of Champions. Who knows, man? It doesn't matter. It's not a big deal. As Michaels was saying, it's a prop. They did their job by taking out the Usos and taking the belts. As far as I'm concerned, whether it's a couple of weeks, couple of months, I'd give two shits. But if I'm being a really selfish, selfish man, and I can be very mm -hmm. selfish, okay. I want Kevin Owens to have no type of entanglements and contracts with anybody. Because I want to see him and Solo Sokoa go at it every goddamn night like they're two freaking meta-humans, fucking Predator and Terminator. I, 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 I'm selfish. I want it. Oh, boy. So I'm, you don't need a goddamn prop. Give me that. He wants to see him like cereal and milk going at it. <laughs> <laughs> then I want to know who's the milk and who's the damn cereal. Oh, my God. What kind of cereal is freaking Solo Sokoa? <laughs> Solo? What kind of cereal is he? Yeah. Uh, he's got the Wheaties, man. He's breakfast champions right there. Shit. And you know Kevin Owens is the milk. 
Yeah, he's definitely the milk. He's more like almond milk. I could see him be like almond milk, maybe like some 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 wheat, some oat milk. So, some oat soy milk. vanilla. Soy vanilla. Nah, not soy. Nah, nah, nah. Oat milk, you know, strong, but light. Okay, let me get back into this. Um, <laughs> let's go now into our uh, our third count. And this one is Nick Khan, NBCU, quote, would be supportive, end quote, of more blood on WWE TV from scoops.com. All right, so this is how it reads. It says that Finn Balor versus Edge became a bloody war inside the hell in a cell at WrestleMania 39. Now, could uh, WWE's product be on the cusp of getting more violent? For years, fans have held out hope of the return of regular blading on WWE programming, which was far more common in the Attitude area. While WWE does allow some blood these days, it has been increasingly rare since the company shift to a PG rating in 2008. So Nick Khan on more blood. With the WWE Endeavor deal set to be finalized later this year, many are expecting major changes to be made to WWE over the next 12 months. One change, a portion of fans is eager to see the return of blood, which is a possibility of Corey the Nick Khan. When asked, when asked by LightShare partners about the possibility of the return of blood, Khan said that it remains a possibility for Raw's third hour. Quote, look, when we're specifically talking about the 10 to 11 hour on Raw, we're specifically talking to NBCU and ourselves about what we do, what that moving forward. We ask, what do we do if we tweak this, that 10, 11 hour? It is a basic cable. It's not a broadcast, as you know. We think that NBCU will be supportive, but we're not on a final conclusion on that. Now, Vince McMahon has always had a complicated relationship with blood and has been both in favor and of opposed to the liquid during his career. It was McMahon's flippant comment that AEW uses too much quote, blood and guts, end quote, that gave birth to the gory match concept used by All Elite Promotion. Now, it says Nick Khan on Balor versus Edge. It said that WWE's most recent usage of blood came during WrestleMania 39 when Finn Balor was busted open during the match with Edge. And that example of being busted open was caused inadvertently when the first ever Universal Champion took a ladder to the face. Now, on the show, Khan recalled the match and, and had praise for the performance of both men. Quote, at that moment, I was very close to ringside and to see him take staples in the middle of the action and to jump up and take up the cage like that is such a performance. End quote. Now, Balor would require 14 medical staples to close the wound after being defeated by Edge during the WrestleMania 39 at night, too. So. Simon Street, this was yours. It's uh, Nick Khan, uh, supportive of blood. Uh, what, what's your take on this article, man? What made you? Uh, are, are, are you are you interested in seeing some more blood on uh, WWE Raw? Mm, I asked the question, what's blood got to do with it? <laughs> and the answer is, is this is America. We love blood. We love we, we love superlatives being thrown. We like to talk about people's mama. This is what makes America backstabbing, inspirational stories. And it all goes back to the blood. Now, the question is, WWE, we obviously know you're not going to do sacrifices like AEW to appease the, the, the coca gods, but there probably needs to be a little bit of blood 
in your programming. Now, in this article, Nick Khan talks about uh, third hour, although he said 11th and 10th hour, which was weird. But I, I surmised he talked about the last hour, right, of the three hour of Raw. I thought immediately, isn't that what Shane tried to do? Remember Shane had this huge idea where he would have some kind of underground, what was it called? Underground Fight Club? Raw Underground. Raw Underground. Raw Underground. Sound like a horrible 80s porno uh, title, first and foremost. But, you know, nonetheless, this is what it sounded like. I don't think WWE needs to add blood, but I do think that kind of in reference was with the edge in Finn Balor. Don't shy away from showing it if it happens. Does that make sense? Because I do, for me personally, I do have a bit of a problem when it's too excessive. No offense to AEW. It's cute. Everybody wants to bleed. I get it. You die hard for your company. But sometimes it becomes a little too excessive because you're forcing it, I feel. If WWE can find that even balance, I think it'll be cool. Because, again, this is America. We love a little blood when there's fighting. How many Rocky movies have you seen where blood wasn't involved? Rocky Five, because it sucked. <laughs> Rocky Five had a whole bunch of blood. The damn towel when they threw it in. Throw, no. it, throw it now. That no, Rocky Rocky Five was the strongest. Oh, you Tommy against... Gun, Tommy Gun, yeah. Tommy Gun. You yeah, right, there you was right, no right. blood in that film. You're right, that you're, right, you're, right, right. you're right, you're right, you're right, you're right. Touch me and I'll sue. <laughs> Let me go over to you, Sin City. Um, so yeah. Is this whole blood thing? I mean, is this is this how important is this to fans? I mean, you have AEW, who of course they use a lot of it, and now there's an article saying, "Hey, you know, we might WWE, we might consider it the last hour." Do you think it does it really matter to fans if there's blood or not, or, or do we do we do we want to see that? I mean, realistically, it uh, it it caters to a segment of your audience, and realistically, they need to look at the impact of you know if they do introduce it i actually like the idea of the 10 to 11 o'clock hour which is always an hour that sees rating decline um Mm. no matter what it is every single week wwe their their ratings plummet from hour two to hour three um so i mean it wouldn't be surprising if this stuff happened but i'm not gonna lie once this happens, because they're they're talking about it, so it's going to happen. It's just a matter of when. Uh, I, I really can't wait for all of the gaslighting about how blood is needed in professional wrestling and how how it it's used as a very very intelligent plot device to further a storyline. When all that I've heard for the last three years, specifically from everybody, is oh my god, AEW. You see blood every single fucking week. I get it. But yes, they have to find a happy medium. But I really can't wait to to hear that gaslighting because it's going to be delicious. And uh, dare I say, we'll have people on this very very panel that will do that exact thing. And uh, yeah, I'll call you out for it. Don't worry. Wow, you know, I'll go straight straight into it. Don't even bring it up, DJ. I'll just go straight into it. I'm ready. Ooh, 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 ooh. Say say, say it with your chest, Michaels. Because here's the difference. The difference is this. Okay, first off, if they can find razor blades, because Moxley apparently has bought every razor blade (laughs) in the fucking planet. Okay, so that's the first thing. Number two, 
that motherfucker bleeds every fucking single time. He sneezes and his fucking forehead just opens up and starts bleeding. <laughs> He's like Dusty Rhodes if Dusty Rhodes didn't know how to wrestle. Okay, that's that's his problem. Number two, he does it all the time. If it's the same motherfucker doing it all the time, then I'll be pissed, right? If that makes no sense at all, you know, and just busting out. That's the other thing, too. Like, if you're doing it an hour three and it's the main event, okay, that might be story related. But if you're doing it to open up the show and there's no reason to because you're wrestling a guy like fucking Chad Gable, what the <laughs> fuck? No reason. That's the other thing. If it's guys like Chad Gable that are fucking blading for no fucking apparent reason, then that makes no sense. Why do it? I mean, do we do it just to see like Mansoor, you know, uh, just fucking, you know, his beautiful uh, modeling face Mon getting Swa. ruined? Mansoir. <laughs> yeah, get it right, oh, Mike. <laughs> you know, come I mean, on, you got to roll your tongue when you say it. <laughs> But that's that's the thing. It's it's like if it if it makes sense in the story. Listen, Austin bleeding at WrestleMania 13, fucking made total sense. If that doesn't happen, you don't have the transition from Bret Hart to Steve Austin being the new thing. Okay, that makes sense. It was also a pay per view. Now I'm not necessarily behind putting blood for free on TV. If they go back to actual pay-per-views, then absolutely don't put it on TV. But that's my problem with AEW. Why put it on free fucking TV when you want people to talk about, shit, did you see that pay-per-view? That last pay-per-view was fucking insane. The guy nearly fucking drowned to death in his own blood. There you go. That's how you get people to watch a fucking pay-per-view. And that's how you build a story to that fucking point. But if you're giving it away at, you know, fucking 913 on a fucking Wednesday or, you know, 822 on a Monday, I, who gives a shit? You know, that's the problem. The problem is where you fucking use it. And I'll say the same thing on the indies, right? If indie wrestlers are blading just to fucking... The one thing I hate in indie wrestling is death matches because they have whole fucking tournaments for no goddamn reason other than I can bleed more than you. I can take this more than you. Who cares? That's not storytelling. That's fucking just slaughtering each other for no fucking reason. Japan wrestling is great in that sense. Guys bleed in Japan. Only on those occasions they need to because the stuff is strong style, right? So you're already hitting each other fucking hard. It looks great. You don't need to use blood to exaggerate it more. So even if you go back, I had problems in the Attitude Era when the, the wrong guys would bleed. Now, if you're broken it, it, the hard way, if something happens, an accident, all right, that fucking happens. But you know, the, to me, it's use it smartly because it's a tool to tell the story. And I think John said it best here. Like Bully Ray said, I'm busted open. Blading is good when it's in the right place and it makes sense. Weekly bleeding for the sake of bleeding ruins the magic of it. I wonder who he was talking about. <laughs> I don't know, John. I don't know. But you had a lot of moxie when you told that comment right there. I'm just saying you know, I'll I, say this. I, I think you were from Cleveland. <laughs> Ooh. 
I will say this, though. I don't think I've ever watched any match that made me, after it was over, going, damn, only thing that was missing was that was blood. You know, and I, 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 and I just can't imagine that there are fans that are thinking after you got through watching a, uh, a five-star match, as you know, Meltzer has his five-star matches, that the thing you're going to say after that is, man, there was no blood in that. I mean, how, how are we going to give it five stars? I just don't think, how, how is that a conversation or even a thought that pops up after you just watch something so great? You know, I, I just, I don't know. I don't see it. I but, have a question. I have a question, and maybe we should all independently go on a journey and do some research one day when we ain't got shit else to do. In indie schools, is there a class on how to blade yourself properly? Have we ever talked about this? I wonder. I mean, like, I, I know it's is there an official class? class. Yes, official yeah. class. One-on-one, blading, yours, Mick Foley. I don't know, something like that, you know? No, and, and I'll tell you right now, um, so... Um, at a, at a recent, a more recent event, um, there was uh, a little practice backstage and uh, one person didn't realize that the blade was in the other person's hand and it caught the other person. And so that person was already bleeding when they went to the ring. Mm. And then the other person who was supposed to blade um, didn't hit the blade in the right spot essentially and were a lot more blood than they should have so it's a dangerous thing um it can be very dangerous the the problem is is that you don't want to teach that because there are certain people who just should never do it because they are going to fuck themselves or someone else up because they can barely actually chain wrestle, let alone be given a sharp object to trust themselves okay, with. Okay, class, mm-hmm. everybody pull out your blades now. Yeah. <laughs> um, so, uh, uh, Mr. Impact, um, I don't have a blade because Moxley took all mine and he won't give them back to me. He said something about he needs it for his job supply. He, he, actually, <laughs> he actually puts it on his taxes. You Mr. Know? Chase, can you show us how to bleed, Mr. Chase? You know, the reason why I brought that up, the reason why I brought that up is because if there is no type of way to really, I guess, put some structures to this, right? It's something that's not meant to be needed. It's just something that people have put in. And if it hits right, it hits right, as you said, right? So my question is, honestly, right now, without thinking about it, guys, what's the best match you've ever seen that had blood in it? Austin Brett, WrestleMania 13. Okay. What about you, Sin City? I mean, that that one definitely comes to mind immediately. Okay. What about so, you, Impact? Anybody. It could be any match. Uh, that's what comes to mind also. My, mine too. And it's interesting that all four of us, you know, we didn't choreograph this, right? We think about that. I want to know, was that actually planned? Or, and if it was, which I assume it was, what was the planning that went into it? Do you get what I'm saying? Because for all intents and purposes, that was done correctly. Do you see what I'm saying? So so think about it. It's, it's story, right? Mm-hmm. The story at that point was the fact that they had to get to a point where Austin was going to lose that match, okay? But he couldn't lose the match 
straight up. They had to do something to make it where Austin Austin passes out. He never quits. Mm -hmm. That then turns the tide for Brett, right? So Brett is going from the the biggest baby face you can possibly be in wrestling, and he believes his own shit on top of it, right? Even still does, yes. Right. (laughs) So, So to make that transition happen, you had to have something that was so investing for a fan because you relate to that you relate to the fact that listen i like that guy because he fucking says what he wants to say he fucking does what he wants to do he doesn't give up he doesn't fucking you know play by the rules he's not squeaky clean all that shit that was going on society at the time was reflective in that character and it all happened you know i I was in the building it was unbelievable how you could feel the wave in the match go from, you know, the idea that Brett is the babyface to, oh, fuck that dude. Fuck him. Mm-hmm. So very, just very interesting because that storytelling was so compelling. And it launched Austin. Think about how many times Austin bled, you know, outside of that. He bled a number of times. But that's the one we all went to. Think of all the other guys who have bled. That's a, and let's go back. We, you, you said it. It's funny we all said that match. Who is the most notorious blader? Who <laughs> really is the biggest one? Woo! Exactly. Right? <laughs> and every time he bled, he bled for a fucking reason. True. You know? So... It's just it's just interesting, um, you know, and, and we got uh, Charmaine Marie here uh, in the chat. Um, you know, she's talking about Britt Baker versus Thunder Rosa. And one of the things that happened in that match was Britt got her nose fucking broken. Got so, you know, sometimes you can't avoid it, you know, and then it's up to the performers to make the storytelling. Um <laughs> John said Ruby bleeding was one of the best blood matches in AEW. Which time? Uh, which I think that was her getting her nose broken too. Yeah. <laughs> I th- I think that we, I think we, women bleed when the nose gets broken because didn't it happen to Becky too? Is 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 that the is that what happened? Game the man right. Got her nose broken. So so sometimes when it happens the hard way and it's not planned, you know the performers pick up on it and the fans like that because. What Austin did in that match in 13 is exactly what they do when you actually get your nose broken, right? So mm-hmm. that believability in that match was that high. And that's why Flair was so um, you know, beloved for it. Dusty was known for it. Harley Race was known for it. I mean, the guys would walk around with those foreheads just fucking creased mm-hmm. because of Butchered. all the Yeah, I mean, and then you had guys like Bruiser Brody, Abdul of the Butcher. Yep. Who those guys? They were on the card for the blood match. Yep. But did you see Abdullah's uh, forehead? I mean, oh, yeah. man, yeah. the scars are permanent. Yeah. yeah. So, uh, so deep so... uh, scars permanent. New Jack. You know, may he so yeah. rest in peace. You know, I don't want that shit. I'm looking at Rick. <laughs> His face look good. All right, y'all. Good stuff. Bleeding. Who would have thought we would all got caught up in the bleeding? Wow. Okay. 
What's blood got to do? Got to do with it. Sorry, I had to say that. That's the final word, period. With a T. <laughs> Let me uh, thank everybody for hanging out with us. The comments are still coming in. We definitely uh, um, appreciate that. Um, yeah, thanks for hanging out with us. We'll be seeing you uh, as uh, we keep getting closer to more shows, more big events every week. And uh, we always appreciate you for listening and downloading and being with us live. So we're going to get our final thoughts in. And uh, we normally start with Simon Street. So um, what would you like to tell the folks out there? Well, thank you, first and foremost, for everybody participating in the chat. We appreciate it. We love the energy. Keep bringing it every Sunday. With that, I will leave you folks with this. As what we've been talking about today, a famous quote was, it was night and the rain fell and falling, it was rain, but having fallen, it was blood. Edgar Allan Poe. Thank you, sir. Who do you wrestle for? <laughs> Jerry the King Lawler. I'm joking. <laughs> oh, God. <laughs> um, Where's my shame uh, sound effect when I need it? Anyway, uh, since City Steve, what you want to tell the good folks? On? Thank you guys for hanging out with us tonight. Thank you for liking, sharing, subscribing, doing all the stuff that you guys do. We appreciate each and every one of you. Uh, very special shout out to all the brave men and women serving this country, whether you're doing it on lands foreign or domestic. Thank you for doing what you, what you do so that we can do what we love to do. Um, we owe you everything. And uh, last but not least, repsports.com, R-E-P-P-Sports.com. Go there for all your pre-workout, weight loss, and general energy needs. Again, that's repsports.com. Use promo code Vegas at checkout and save yourself 15%. Thank you. And I'm sorry I couldn't uh, put your graphic on there. I was too busy reading comments of uh, people who think that Simon Street is hot. But that's okay. Uh, I could throw the graphic on there. There we go. Hey. <laughs> there we go. All right. <laughs> oh. Well, thank you, Char Charmaine. I appreciate that. Yeah. Um, all right. My Michaels, what would you like to say, my friend? Uh, he might be hot, but he's also a Poe. <laughs> thank you, kind sir. Thank you. Edgar Allen. <laughs> Oh, you found it. Shame. Yeah. Shame. Oh, my God. Uh, was that it, Michael? <laughs> yeah, sure. <laughs> All right. Guys. Anyway, thanks for hanging out. We do this every Sunday. Uh, three count, about 845, you know, Pacific Standard Time. Come meet us. Come hang out. We would love for you to do it uh, every week with us. All right? So until then, take care and happy wrestling to you all. Biggest bad boys of podcasting.